0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Nothing like a little coaching staff change up before you host Ole Miss.
0: Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every Friday, we're dapping it up with Daryl Daprich, Montgomery Radio Vet, on this Friday. And Daryl, does this news... About Coach McGriff, Auburn's defensive backs coach, he has now been moved to an off-the-field role just days before the Tigers host Ole Miss. Does it impact the game at all? My gut says no, Daryl. What say you?
0: No, I don't think so. I think it sounds like it's something you know that that's best for Coach McGriff, uh, and so in that case, I don't think there's going to be factions. Of, of players in his defensive backfield that are going to be upset about it, or there's going to be, you know, people that get into one camp or the other. It's not going to be a fractured locker room, I don't think. If this was something similar to what happened with Corn Williams a couple of years ago, I could see that. If if this was something that Hugh Freeze came to Coach McGriff and said, look, our defensive backs are getting shredded. We can't cover the middle of the field. I'm going to demote you. That's not that's not is what's, ha- what's happening. So, the intriguing part is, I know there's probably more to this story. There's probably something that makes him want to step away. Is there something internally? We don't know, and we don't want to speculate. I think that at the end of the day, the defensive back room is fine. It's in good hands. Uh, Tanner Burns coming over to do the on-field stuff. Weston McGriff will still stay, you know, just an off-the-field role, but will still have a presence. I think with his defensive backs.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to see if, if we ever hear anything about this again, right? Or if is he on the coaching staff next year? But it, it does sound like there were some differences between him and defensive coordinator Ron Roberts. It sounds like it got frustrating at times for probably both of them. And so my understanding now is Wesley McGriff is still on staff, but he is under Hugh Freeze. He is not under Ron Roberts. What does that mean moving forward? No clue. No clue at all, but Tanner Burns—he was the special teams coach in an off-field role. He's now the special teams coach in an on-field role. And then, according to reports from Justin Hokinson, um, they are relying more on defensive analyst Jeremiah Wilson, who um, spent a lot of time with Jeremy uh, Jeremy Pruitt. So we'll see. We'll see exactly how that impacts play this Saturday. But it sounds like this has been going on for a few weeks now, and it just kind of bubbled up amidst, I'm sure, a lot of frustration as the defense was getting shredded against LSU. I'm sure there were several things, a lot of different types of emotions on that sideline, and it sounds like everything kind of came to a head there.
0: Yeah, I mean, if there's some if there's some philosophical differences with Ron Roberts, I mean, the, the buck stops with him. Yeah. He's the one that's the defensive coordinator, yeah. so whatever he implements or changes or adjustments that needs to be made – to per se stop Brock Bowers from catching fifty eight balls against you over the middle, or whatever needs to happen, that that ends. It stops and ends with Ron Roberts. So McGriff can only do so much unless there is a you know Hugh Freeze's staff is set up to where there's autonomy where you say okay if you're co- if you are coaching defensive line you've got substitutions you've got schemes you've got packages if you're coaching the defensive backs you've got coverages where there I don't know that I. I and I'm just being very honest. I don't know where it stops and ends with the ultimate decision makers when it gets to the on-field stuff. But it's you know th- there is a, a problem in, in, as far as covering the middle of the field. I think any of us that have eyes see that. Yeah. And so it would be interesting to see if that gets adjusted with an on-field coaching change come Saturday. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm certainly certainly. Intrigued, so and how does that impact recruiting? Right, it's the on-field coaches that are able to interact with co- uh, with recruits more. We'll see. Auburn lost commitments from a defensive back earlier in the week. Is that why? Is it all related? Who knows? Who knows? But definitely worth mentioning as they go into a matchup with an offense that can score. I don't think there's any question about it. And so, defensive back play will certainly be a crucial part of that. Um, I also think it's kind of a teaser that. I believe there will be shakeups, not only on the roster, but also on the coaching staff this offseason, Daryl. All right, let's talk about Peyton Thorne. It appears that he is the guy talking to folks and just th- that, that have information about how practice has gone all week, Daryl. It, it doesn't appear that there's a whole lot of change. I'm told there's not a whole lot of change with offensive uh, philosophy. Not a whole lot of change, if any change at all, in regards to who's getting reps and how many reps they're getting. It's it's just like it's been for the for the bulk of the season based off of multiple people that I've talked to.
0: And to be perfectly frank, that is mind-boggling to me. I, I can't wrap my head around that. If there was hope or there were signs that this offense was improving and there were adjustments that could be made, and there were some changes, some other positions, or something changed from a the offensive philosophy standpoint, you said, "Okay, I see it, it. I see progress. I see improvement. We're almost there." Okay, I get it, but but I'm not seeing that. I, I don't understand after six games, what it's as inept as it is from a passing game standpoint, why you continue to do the same things over and over again, and don't feel like there needs to be a change made. I'm very, I don't want to be critical of a coaching staff that's six weeks into the season, but Hugh Freeze came to Auburn as an offensive coach, a quarterback whisperer per se. And I don't understand why when he looks at something that's not working, he's not changing it. Go up tempo. Change the kind of offense you're running to more of a read option to really enhance and to put on exhibit and display Robbie Ashford's skills because what we've gotten to this point is not working. So I I wish I knew, Zach. It's frustrating to go, why would you stick with the same thing if you saw progress, if you see, if you could see some 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 uh, you know glimpses and say, okay, we're almost there. There's some things we can we can change and get there. I get it, but you don't. This is this reeks of blowing it up six weeks in and just kind of going with something different. And anybody that thinks that can't happen, we can go back to last year as Exhibit A, when after the Potato Posse left, Carnell Williams and Will Friend changed the offense. They changed the the philosophy they simplified and the running attack completely flourished and was so much better the last three games than the previous nine I mean like historical running attack you know put up big numbers against people like Alabama and Mississippi State and Texas A&M I mean the last four games go look at the stats well that could be done and Hugh Freeze is supposed to be more of an offensive mastermind so I don't get it it's not working why are you not changing it
1: yeah yeah Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I thought that note was interesting. And so Mm I thought we should definitely shed some light on it. So as of now, I'm expecting Peyton Thorne to be the guy. And I'm expecting the game plan to look similar as it did
0: last week. Which is You have a wonderful opportunity here to completely throw Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss defensive curveball. And they're not utilizing it. They're not taking advantage of it throw Peyton Thorne out there, close practice, say all the right things about nothing changes for sound bites, and then come Saturday, run number nine out there and change your offense. And I think that would completely put them, it would discombobulate Ole Miss's defense. I don't think Lane Kiffin's expecting that. Maybe he is. Maybe he thinks it's coach speak. But you have an opportunity here to throw a curveball to the Ole Miss defense, and I don't think you're utilizing it.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. One thing that could be different is the offensive line. Daryl, talked to some folks close to that situation last night. Want to share some of the tidbits that I picked up. That's coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Better Help. Better Help is an incredible way. If you've been thinking about getting therapy, uh, I mean, with all this new information that's coming out, how important it is for your mental health, your emotional health, Therapy is a great way to tackle and strengthen that. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. You can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, H-E-L-P BetterHelp.com, slash LockedOnCollege. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. We're going to give our predictions later today. I like Auburn. I like Auburn on Saturday. And the fact that you can get extra points with them in Vegas, uh, courtesy of uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, I, uh, I think that's where I'm headed. I think that's where I'm headed. So right now, new customers with FanDuel, they can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you have to do is bet five bucks. Are you kidding me? That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can bet it on spreads, player props, Auburn money line, whatever it may be. You can check it out at fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off all of the sports winnings. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Daryl Dappridge, our guest on this Friday, talked to a source close to the situation regarding the offensive line. It's been widely reported the battle that is happening now at right tackle between Xavier Miller, Tutal Miller, and Jaden Muskrat. We saw them both against LSU. And I I genuinely don't know who's going to start that battle. Uh, The person I talked to thought Muskrat had a slight edge just because they wanted to change something up. Okay, all right, which that makes sense. Muskrat was fine. Xavier Miller was not fine against LSU. But here's what I thought was interesting. They told me that they're looking at center as well. Avery Jones starting at center for the rest of the season is not like a foregone conclusion. And this is a guy that we had so much excitement about coming into the season, but the center position that's something that uh, is being closely monitored as well, Daryl.
0: Very interesting. From a center position standpoint, I can't tell if it's that he's getting beat off the ball at the line of scrimmage a lot. It's until we break that down. But I do know there's some false start penalties, some motion penalties, some reads that he's missing. That mm-hmm. Coach Hugh Freeze is getting really upset as he's coming off the field. So I can see where you know that might be something they're looking at to kind of get a little bit more production from a. Uh, fall apart kind of snapping situation because it's happening and it happened way too much in a hostile environment. I get it. It's loud. You can't hear, but this is a a freshman. This is a guy that's played a lot of college football. The Muskrat Miller thing is interesting because if you break down some things and I went and looked at kind of scouting reports and things that were said about both coming in, I think Miller's always gotten the uh, reputation of being the better run blocker and Muskrat's a little bit better in pass pro. Uh, from a scouting report standpoint. That doesn't mean that's how it's played out on the field. That doesn't mean it's come to fruition. So does that tell you whoever starts where Auburn wants to go from an offensive game plan standpoint? I don't know. That's what the scouting report says. We'll see if it comes true on the fields uh, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and and it sounds like the idea, because my initial reaction was, why is Gunnar Britton not at right tackle? Because that's where he was for a big chunk of spring and fall camp. And over the summer, that's what you brought him in to do. And it sounds like the staff really loves the combo on the left side of Wade and Britain. They like both of the next to each other and okay, cool, whatever. I'm not going to argue that it makes sense. It makes sense.
0: And that's the so, blind
1: side, obviously with both
0: quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, sure. For both of them. That's right. That's right. And uh, I think statistically they're running the ball to the left a little bit better this year than to the right. I need to pull that up, sense. but, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it sounds crazy. So, Uh, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting note. Um, obviously they're going to be tested on Saturday, but not at the level that they have been up to this point this season, right? Like I I think Ole Miss is fine up front, but that's a mismatch that I think Auburn's going to have to win. They're going to have to win in the trenches when they have the football, if they're going to be able to pull this off, because you and I have been begging them to run the football against LSU. They didn't do it. They're going to have to do it on Saturday. They were able to do it a year ago. Auburn ran the ball like crazy against Ole Miss last year. The issue is Ole Miss ran for like a million yards against Auburn, and, and you know they were able to win by multiple scores. But that's the mismatch that I think Auburn's got to focus on. And I, I shouldn't say mismatch. It's the matchup Auburn needs to focus on if they're going to win on Saturdays. Fixing this offensive line, figuring out the personnel that they want to ride with, and then you go.
0: Yeah, that's you know clarifying that was it was important because I don't think Auburn has seen anybody except maybe Cal and the group of five schools that was considered a mismatch with the offensive line and the other team's defensive tackles. But that doesn't necessarily doesn't say as much about Auburn as it does their opponents: Texas A&M, Georgia, and surprisingly, with like Jefferson, the way he played at LSU, LSU defensive line came came. It was a it was a coming out party. They played well put Perkins on the line of scrimmage some. Um, so I, Auburn has seen three really good defensive fronts in AM, Georgia, and LSU. Cal and the Power Fives, not so much. Where Ole Miss falls on that is obviously better than the group of fives, but I would suspect probably a little bit of a notch below the, the AMs and and the Georgias and the LSU. This could be an opportunity to really run the ball like they did against Georgia if they go back to it. And get patient with it and say, we ran it last year. We have a better offensive line in theory this year. Let and especially that left side, three healthy running backs, you know, let's go. Let's let's see what we can do. And maybe give Cobb some more carries. Who looks like he's earning that as we get into the uh you know seventh game of the
1: season? Well, the cobb usage seems to primarily come out of the package where when Robbie's on the field, I'd like to see him be used as like a real running back as well, like a traditional running back, but it could be a carry on Johnson thing where like, okay, he's a freshman. He's really good. Let's kind of use him in different ways. And then over the course of his career, you know, shift him into what you want him to be. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm surprised that's how they've used him. It's worked though, right? I mean, you talked about, you kind of called me out on our post game show that we drop every Sunday morning. This past Sunday, I made the claim that nobody on offense was put in a situation to succeed, and you're like, well, hold on. Technically, I think you can make the case for Jeremiah Cobb. And it's like, yeah, that's true. That's true. So what they're doing yeah. with him is working, but I would like to see him more in a traditional running back role.
0: I think I think one of the few times I've seen him on the field, again, it was against UMass. I guess his first touchdown as an Auburn Tiger was a 40- or 50-yard run, and I believe Peyton Thorne was the one that handed the ball off to him in that situation. And it looked like the whole field opened up because people dropped into coverage and it was like a little draw play. Mm-hmm. You're right. Maybe they put him on the field with Thorne where they think it's an obvious passing situation and let him run the ball. Like run quarterback Reed where Peyton Thorne, surprisingly, has been pretty effective. Sure. Pulling it, don't pull it, hand the ball off to Cobb and see what could happen in open field.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's curious to see what that looks like. All right, let's jump into our predictions, Daryl. I've got a good feeling. I've got a good feeling. Maybe I'm booging. You call me out if you think I am. But first, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the best shorts in the world. I am actually wearing some Bird Dogs right now as we speak. I'm going to wear Bird Dogs to the game on Saturday because they're the best. They're the best. Head to birddogs.com slash College. They're cool. They're comfortable. You feel confident in them. People get to see your knees more, which we all love our knees, right? Knees are cool. Um, But head over to uh, lock, uh, excuse me, birddogs.com slash locked on college. And they've got this stretchy, uh, khaki material that's cool, that's versatile. I love it. You could do anything in them. So, birddogs.com slash locked on college at checkout. For a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash locked on college. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Eddie's, Cal Zones. We all love Cal Zones, but they've got more than just Cal Zones. And of course, they're located at 130 North College Street in downtown Auburn. It's across from the new Target, but they've got Cal Zones. They've got the extra crispy wings. They've got loaded curly fries and tots. And of course, the coldest, best-tasting beer in town. Trust me, it's tested. Don't argue with me. I know it's true. Uh, They're open, and they deliver until 4 in the morning, a late-night tradition in downtown Auburn. So whether you're out on the town or studying or you have a hard time leaving campus tomorrow night, whatever it may be, check out our friends at Eddie's. They've also got a bunch of weekly specials, like two-for-one calzones on Tuesdays. Half Price Wings on Wednesdays. Beer specials Sunday through Thursday. They've got $2 domestics, $3 imports. Um, they've got all kinds of stuff. So be sure to check that out. And, of course, uh, they're right downtown, so you can uh, you can go to the game right after or grab them after the game, whatever it may be. So uh, find Eddie's on the web at eddiescalzoneauburn.com or give them a call at 334-329-5111. And, of course, you can keep up with their specials on Instagram, Eddie's. Calzones, Auburn. Eddie's Galzones, wings, and beer. Open and delivering till 4 a.m. Daryl Dapridge, it's time to predict Auburn and Ole Miss. You and I did a show at the start of the season, or I guess before the season started, ranking the most important games on Auburn's schedule. Boy, when you look at the rest of the schedule now, if we were to make that list, the Iron Bowl would probably be one, but you can make a case that this is it. You can make a case that this is the most important game remaining on the schedule. It's at home. All the recruits are showing up. The list of visitors gets more and more impressive by the hour. It's great. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere. It's at night. If Auburn can win this game, Daryl, I mean, it checks so many boxes for the start of the Hugh Freeze era. It gives them a signature win. It it provides proof of concept. We can make fun of, of Ole Miss a little bit more. I mean, there's so many different things that would come from this. And, and I just think Auburn's got a chance. It's so important. This coaching staff knows it's so important. I think you're going to see the best version of Auburn we've seen all year.
0: Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. There's a couple of things. Number one, I want to stick true to what I believe from the beginning when we did that show. And I thought Auburn was going to come out of this game four and three. I thought they were going to be three and three and lose to A&M, Georgia and LSU, that the fan base would panic. People would get upset and start wringing their hands and then Auburn would bring everybody back to earth and win in an electric atmosphere at home against an Ole Miss team that although they beat LSU at the end of the year I wonder if how those records are going to compare I like Auburn in this game listen Auburn's a different team at home they just are they lost to Georgia I get it by a touchdown they're a different team at home at night with that atmosphere Ole Miss's defense not being what AM's Georgia and LSU's was, even though I was dead wrong 100 percent I own it. I thought LSU's defense was going to be a lot more susceptible than they were. Kudos to them. They came and played really well and got right. it turned around. I like Auburn 27-24 tomorrow night.
1: I like Auburn 24 to 20. So we're we're in the same ballpark. Um Auburn money line on FanDuel, man. I'm just feeling it. I'm just feeling it. And we're probably booging to some extent. And, And there's so much stuff that you can point to. And it's like, does it matter? Like, does it matter that Ole Miss stinks coming off of bye weeks historically? Does it matter that Lane Kiffin's teams typically implode around this week every single year? Does it matter that Auburn owns Ole Miss over the last two to three decades? Like, does that stuff matter going into it? And they're like every, like each one individually probably doesn't, but I think when you add them all together, like I I do think there's a lot of things that impact football teams and how they approach games like Ole Miss, like the players know that they know that they fell apart last year. They know that they like, I just have a hard time seeing all of these trends stop at once. And there's a chance. I mean, I, I think this Ole Miss team is, you know, if you play it in a neutral site, I think Ole Miss wins four out of the five times they play it, right? But at Jern-Hare Stadium, a place where Ole Miss has never been good at, like, I think that stuff matters, Daryl.
0: I think that some people uh, on the other side of this, the other fan base, has a short memory on the totality in the history of Auburn versus Ole Miss and and how that, that series has been completely dominated the last 20, 30 years. Now, that doesn't, to me, doesn't matter one bit Saturday night. Uh, history yep. doesn't matter Saturday night because Ole Miss just beat Auburn last year. Now, of course, it was in in Oxford against Brian Harson, so it's different. I think the totality of where these programs are and, and where they're, you know, what, what track they're on, different sides of the different fan bases have different opinions, okay? So, but I think what you just said is key, not one individual check check mark that you could check the box would be a difference maker. It's the totality of Auburn playing really well historically against Ole Miss or owning them the last 30 years. Auburn playing really, really well at home at night. Ole Miss coming off a bye week. One of those things individually, I would, you know, this this number right here, collectively three, four, five things, who knows? Who knows what what this game means to Lane Kiffin with the speculation that happened last year about him becoming Auburn's coach, or what it means from a – you does you Freeze coach the game of the year like Gus Malzahn used to do against Arkansas because of that personal pull? I don't know, but I suspect I so. that all those things do matter. They do matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, helmet on helmet, I mean, I don't think the rosters are that different, are that different in the way of talent. I know Ole Miss and locked on Ole Miss thinks they are. Uh, I don't. I think they're very close as far as roster construction. Yeah,
1: I mean, Auburn's Auburn's recruiting classes, even when Auburn recruiting's been down, is around where Ole Miss is. And Ole Miss wants to tout how great their transfer portal class was, but Auburn's was better, and Ole Miss had a bunch of quarterbacks, which boosted that rating, so it doesn't even really matter. So, uh, from a talent standpoint, I'm with you. Now, I do think the scheme and time and the system, I mean, I think that speaks for itself, right? Like, Jackson Dart...
0: Yeah, and at this point, I give Lane Kiffin much higher marks in the way he calls plays over Phillip Montgomery or Hugh Freeze. Right. Even if it's Hugh Freeze versus Lane Kiffin in totally. play calling, I'm something's missing. So I give K- Lane Kiffin, uh, you know, definitely the the advantage in that. I'm with you. the
1: The pressure I think is on Ole Miss too, and this is a team that I mean they're trying to get over the hump, right? Like they know that it it appears that there's a ceiling on the Ole Miss program. I mean, this is, a, this is a football team that's never won 11 games, right? And I think they feel, believe that they have, like, a chance to really do something this year. Like, they're still in the SEC West. They got to go on the road and, and beat Auburn at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Like, I, I think the pressure is on them. So if Auburn comes out and just punches them in the mouth, if they get the ball and they run it down and score, and then if they can force a stop and get the ball back, that place is going to be crazy. And I think all the pressure on Ole Miss gets even bigger. And that's what they got to do. I mean, Auburn has started so
0: slow consistently this season. Oh.
1: It cannot happen. It cannot happen on Saturday.
0: Look at the Power Five games. Not throw away the group of five, but go back and look at the play sheets on Auburn's first drive against Cal. Cal. Georgia, Texas, a and LSU and it's a Joke. good thing Halloween Halloween's coming up cuz it's freaking scary. It's awful. It really is. It's like one of those uh haunted houses. Look, it, it's terrible. It'll make you yeah. turn away. So yeah. if they can get if they can flip that trend and come out and get a sustained drive and even get a field goal, they'll be way ahead of where they've started their other four games against power 5 opponents. Yeah, just don't start in the hole. Like
1: just don't start yeah. in the hole and I guess Georgia was fine, right? I mean, they jumped out on a lead against Georgia, but it still took a second for them to get going. But um, yeah, if you want to be, if you want to win a a costume contest, you know, dress up as Auburn's first drives against P five schools this year. But maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll change on Saturday. Daryl, how can people check out everything you've got going on, Bud?
0: Follow me on Twitter, dap sixty four ten Monday mornings at seven ten and Tuesday afternoons at four thirty. Various shows on the Auburn Network, and then join us tomorrow. Right after the game for our little reaction show.
1: Yep, yep. A new show will drop Sunday morning. Hopefully reacting to an Auburn win. If not, we'll be reacting to an Auburn loss nonetheless. So be sure to click that subscribe button so you don't miss it. Read all of our written work at AuburnDaily.com and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.